0: Rise Up For You, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Natalina, your host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on this sunny day here in Southern California. Today we're going to be talking with Karen Otis. She has a wonderful story and is very, very empowering and motivating She recently just wrote a book, Be the Architect of Your Life, and she has created an architectural method to design and build your ideal life. She reveals eight steps to design a life that you love and help you get unstuck and really find the passion and purpose that you deserve to have. She has an incredible story, and this is definitely one episode you do not want to miss. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Karen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up for You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. We always like to start off the show by letting our audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do.
1: Okay, thank you, Netta. It is a pleasure to be here. So I am an architect, um, and I've been working in architecture, have my own company for 25 years or so. But beyond that, um due to some things that happened in my life, I ventured into what I call life building. And I lead the movement called Be the Architect of Your Life. Design, build, and start living a life inspired. So with that has come a whole lot of new territory. I have written a book on that, and I do lots of workshops, retreats, etc., helping people to find their passion, find their purpose, and really redirect their life to that.
0: So just out of curiosity, because, you know, becoming an architect is a lot of work. I'm sure you've put a lot of time um, into that yes. and, and expertise. And so what was the, I guess, the, the decision or the aha moment that made you decide to to leave becoming an architect for, for this new field?
1: Well, I didn't leave being an architect. I still run that um, as well. So we're really... Um, a very busy uh, architecture firm but what happened to me was um, years ago I was completely sideswiped by my husband at the time by his divorce Uh, I'm sorry by his affair and I was completely shocked I mean it felt like the rug had been pulled out from under me never would have I expected that he was I'd known him since he was 11 years old Um, and I was completely shattered. Um, and I tried so many things to put my life back together. We did divorce because we couldn't gain that trust. I couldn't trust him again. And, and not only was I feeling humiliated, you know, ashamed by the details of the, of the whole affair, but I also really stopped trusting my intuition, which is the worst part of all. And I struggled to get my life back on track. I had two young kids at the time, six and eight. And um, I was the one predominantly um, taking care of them. And I needed to figure out a way to get things right. You know, I started dating and uh, that's a whole thing in and of itself. Um, I started dating at age 35. And when nothing was working, you know, therapists, friends, family, all the self-help books I could find, nothing was quite setting me on the right path. I was like in and out of these, you know, lousy relationships, um, and I was feeling really defeated. And there was an aha moment when I thought, okay, my personal life is all about reacting. You know, I felt like this pinball in a pinball machine, do you know what I mean? Mm. Just flying this way and that, and basically all of that was coming from whatever life was throwing at me, I would react, but my professional life, which was flourishing, was all about creating, and you know that it's really interesting, the word reacting and the word creating are the exact same letters just scrambled around, and that was a moment that I thought I need to bring creating to my personal life, so that the outcome is different, the outcome is fantastic, and has me aligned with my passion and purpose and everything else, so that's really what did it, and it changed everything for me, so I basically turned to what I knew best, which is architecture, and it is a wealth of information, and it's a very different way of thinking, and I've been able to bring that to help other people not who are not architects at all. Um, it's just a different way of thinking. It's uh, thinking outside the box, and the results are really profound.
0: You know, I think it's uh, really interesting that you mentioned <clears throat> that when you were first going through this process, which many of us have gone through um, in different ways, that you, know, you mentioned the self-help books and the therapists and, A lot of times I think it's really easy for people to turn to those devices because I guess that's what we know today, right? And we tend to overlook the other possibilities of looking inward or creating something or looking into our passion and and really finding new ways where we can heal ourselves and, and continue along this journey. So, you know, for somebody that is going through this currently or has been through it and is still kind of grinding through it, I mean, where where do they even start? I know you've created this incredible program, you know, uh, through architecture that can architect your life. So what would you say to somebody that's going through this right now?
1: Well, yeah, there, there <coughs> definitely is a program. There's eight steps to it. And it really is The same eight steps that I use to design a building is how we use the same steps to design a life. And what I would tell people, the the first step is the most important, in my opinion. And I would tell them to, to first look at that one. The first one is, you know, when I design a building, the very first thing I do is I go to the site and I evaluate the site. I call it a site study. And I am looking at what is permanent here, that is wonderful, that I want to um, enhance, such as maybe a beautiful ocean view, you know, maybe a um, a very private um, area off to the side, something like that. And then there are things that aren't so great that we need to mitigate or we need to remove or demolish, right? But the most important is the third type, which is those that look permanent to us that we have assumed are permanent, but actually they are not fixed. They are changeable. And seeing that for the first time is a huge difference. So um, I'll give a quick example of it, this in my architecture world and then how it translates to life building. You know, I was doing this this project for a client, a brand-new um Uh, a brand new addition, as well as remodel of an existing home. And it all kind of wrapped around this pool. Well, this pool outside was really dilapidated. It would really need to be rebuilt there. But I was keeping the pool where it was. And no matter what I did, it just didn't flow. The circulation didn't flow. The design didn't work. I was sort of stuck. And then I made the decision, okay, what if I assume this pool is not fixed, that we... We're going to have to rebuild most of it there anyway because it is so dilapidated. But let's assume we, I put it somewhere else on the site and then the design totally, you know, flourished. It just worked. Well, the same thing happens in our lives. You know, you might be thinking that you're in this job that you must keep, that it's what you got your degree in or it's what you've been in for 10 years so it's stable. But maybe relook at that. Because if that's not making you happy, if that's not fulfilling, maybe it is not a fixed piece in your site study. So I would definitely encourage people to do that first because it will open up a lot of new thoughts.
0: You know, that's very interesting being able to look at, you know, what's happening in your life and, and looking at it from a fixed to an unfixed perspective and I'm sure that when you're working with clients that you hear this a lot well I'm doing this I can't I can't do that because I'm here I can't do this because I'm there I can't Uh do this because I have a family and I have three kids and I have a nine-to-five job that I have to be at and I can't leave that you know so we tend to I wouldn't I don't want to say make excuses but we do live in our own world where we feel like there really is no way out of it exactly we
1: basically limit the change we can take you know, we limit ourselves to some very, very few possibilities because we're assuming too much is fixed. Uh, and, and that's, we get stuck because of that. You know, another example would be, uh, I, when I, um, was dating, I eventually met the love of my life, Jeff, who I am with still eight years later. Um, and, when I met him we were we lived 45 minutes apart from each other. He was in Redondo Beach, I was in Huntington and as the kids kind of evolved to, you know, go off to college and such and they were basically we had empty nests both of us. It was like what are we going to do now moving forward? Should we, you know, we wanted to live together. And in doing that, I first thought, oh, I cannot sell my house there's no way because I hung on to that after the divorce like with claws if you know what I mean just like the one thing I wanted I had designed it I had had my kids there that's the only home they knew so I thought well I can't sell this so either he needs to move here or we need to rent mine and I could move to him but then all of a sudden I started thinking what if I don't assume the fixed aspect of my home. What if I just for a moment play around with this idea that I could sell it? What would that look like? And I have to tell you that it opened up a whole world because I was able to sell my house, which actually sold in a day, which was crazy. That was the universe telling me good decision. Wow. Wow, Yeah. (laughs) And, and then Jeff and I rebuilt a house on his property. We rebuilt a house in Redondo beach and I designed that house, and we have the, you know, the house of our dreams now. Um, and I was ready for a change to a different city once I allowed myself to see my house as a changeable feature on my site, not so fixed. So, you know, I if I had not done that, I, I don't think I would have allowed all of these possibilities to come into my life.
0: You know, why do you think... It is that um, humans naturally tend to latch onto those. Do you think it's just comfort? You know, they're comfortable. You know, you were comfortable with your home. You didn't want to leave it. There was
1: memories there. Yeah, it became, for me, that became my security blanket, if you know what I mean, as a metaphor here. It was, you know, it gave me comfort. It gave me stability. It gave me the idea that no matter what happened in any future relationship, because I had been betrayed by my husband, that I'll be fine. I'll land on my feet because I've got this house. And, um, I think people are, it's two things. One is the fear. They're afraid of something out of their comfort zone. Right. So, and big change will undoubtedly cause fear. And I think a lot of people stop there. They go, okay, forget it. I'm too afraid. I can't do it. But what they should realize is fear is a natural part of changing. And if we accept it and we expect it, then we can definitely overcome it. And the second thing is just we tend to go with what is familiar, right? We repeat our patterns, we go with what we know. Um, and that, for example, was another thing that when I did my whole evaluation of my life, I also saw wow, I am picking all the same types of men, and look where it's getting me. It's nowhere. And so once I allowed myself to not pick the same type of men, which were all wonderful guys, but, um, not solid on their own, you know, they were looking for me to help them or nurture them or something. And in the end, as a, as a strong person, I sort of lost respect for them and, and couldn't lean on them. And that became a pattern I needed to change. So it's really familiarity that we love to stick to and it feels right only because it's familiar, because it's what you know and not necessarily the best thing for you, not necessarily serving you anymore.
0: You know, when, when, I'm, when I listen to you talk and I, I look at the big picture of everything that you're saying, it's pretty remarkable that, you know, you, you went through this divorce, you were going through the emotional turmoil of it as well. You had two kids, you know, you were in the field of architecture, which is a lot of work and you've still managed to create the life that you want to create, you know, find that partner that you're with today and, you know, move and do all these wonderful things. And, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of hard work and and ups and downs that went behind that for somebody that's just now feeling this and is probably in in the situation or maybe at a low point. You know, I know you mentioned this possibility of being able to create, but for you specifically, how did you make all of that happen and balance all of that at the same time?
1: Really great question. Um, Yes, you're absolutely right, though, that a lot of ups and downs and a lot of work, a lot of really being honest with myself. That's probably the hardest part is to be honest and in some ways critical of your decisions, really look, dig deep. And what I find is that typical Western culture, just, um, we, we value left brain thinking, right? So Mm -hmm. in your decision making, it feels it's all left brain. Typically. Uh, what I mean by that is, um, if you're looking for a job, you think, okay, I need to get a job in whatever field I studied, or it's the it's the most available job or, you know, we just go with what seems strategically the right answer. And it's really linear thinking. But the problem with that is, it's not really tied to anything but our head. And what I recommend, and this is what I would recommend to someone deeply in this struggle, is we wanna try to get the right brain happening. And in the right brain, that's where your intuition lies that's where your soul is. And if we can start to make decisions with our soul attached to those decisions, that's where real outcomes happen that bring you happiness and fulfillment. And it's very hard to start listening to that voice of your intuition, of your soul. And in, in my book, I go through a lot of different techniques, but you know, meditation is a perfect one. You have to get used to differentiating the panicky head voice and your deeply rooted, wise, soulful voice. And that's what I would recommend to people in the middle of it, as well as keep going, (laughs) you know, fight the fight and um, take whatever pain and struggle and make it that in your journey, it brings you to some new, even better place. Don't allow it to define you. You know, still stay true to yourself and overcome it and not just where you're just, you know, getting by, but where you are making something even better for yourself.
0: Mm. Karen, it's been such a pleasure to have you on this show. I would love to jump into the power section and learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us one book that you have read that's had a massive impact on you that you would recommend to the audience?
1: I, I love this book, uh, The Celestine Prophecy. And what I love about it, you know, people think, oh, gosh, that sounds so boring and dry, (laughs) but it's actually, it's actually a novel. It's not, you know, um, like textbook. What I love about it, three things that I love about it. You know, one is it really told me that we are all very interconnected, that people come into our lives at a, a certain time and that we are supposed to gather some wonderful insight from that. It also really emphasizes that there are no coincidences in life. Things are supposed to happen the way they are, and for reasons we may not know what they are, but we may soon know what they are, and and there's no coincidence. And then the last one is that really we're all on a journey. And instead of looking at some bad thing happening to you, like a divorce, or yeah, I'm sure many people that are listening have had that experience or whatever it might be, that this is your journey. You're meant to be in that and overcome that. And you will come out stronger, more resilient, and wiser if you go through that process the right way, if you really go through it wanting to learn and grow from it.
0: And Karen, what's one thing you've accomplished that you're proud of?
1: I would say I would say writing the book was a biggie. You know, I didn't think I was going to write a book. I never started, you know, thinking I am going to write this book now. What What happened is, during my um, my struggle when my life was kind of a mess, I started writing, and it was really just a cathartic thing for me. And then, having finished it, I was like, "All right, is this going to live in my computer now?" <laughs> And forever, even though it's taken me years to write, or am I going to get it out there? And that was a a fearful decision for me. I was afraid to put it out there, you know, because it's like really sharing something private with everybody. And um, I am proud that I did that. I am really glad. and, And how it has helped people, you know, that's really fulfilling to me.
0: And are there any, you know, daily or morning routines that you do that kind of help you get a positive rise throughout your day or your week?
1: Yeah, I I definitely meditate. And I believe that is something that we should all do. Um, And I recommend even five minutes. You know, it doesn't, it sounds so big and scary to people. They're like, oh my God, it's a secret. How do you meditate? And, you know, it's a really simple thing. And even five minutes gives you such a different perspective, a sense of calm, and basically lets you go through your day intuitively and that's so important so I would recommend that and in the book one of the chapters actually talks about how to do it and and I always tell people just you know be kind to yourself be patient with yourself you're not going to sit down and meditate for 30 minutes the first time you sit down you'll go nuts but take it just step by step you know a few minutes at a time and even that has you know powerful um, that has a powerful use for you too
0: The last question is one of my favorites. It's called the golden nugget. Um, so basically we ask if you could only say one last thing to the world, your final message, what would that be?
1: You have to take a look at your life in a really genuine, honest way and bring your intuition to the table and make choices based on that. So be honest with yourself, get really deeply intuitive and then move forward.
0: Thank you again so much, Karen, for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Because I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of listeners that want to grab your book and, and learn more about you.
1: That's very That would be very kind. Um, so the book is available on Amazon, also at Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's called, the, the full title is Be the Architect of Your Life, Design, Build, and Start Living a Life Inspired. And by me, Karen Otis. The other thing is, I have a gift for your audience, which is uh, they can download for free. Um, it's called. It's you would they would type in www.lifeinspiredblueprint.com, and that is the blueprint really to of the eight steps that will help them see all the eight steps, what they're about, and help them start to work through those eight steps. And then finally, I would say those that want to take a deep dive into this because they are excited to change something, whether it's in their love life, work life, this works beautifully for both, that we have a retreat coming up, and we do this once a year. It's a wonderful gathering, and we work through those steps. I meet individually as well as with the group, and you end up leaving there really inspired really clear on your purpose and what your passion is and with the the detailed action plan which is the construction drawing basically right architects start out very very creative and artistic and bring it back at the very end to something meticulous Uh, with precision you give yourself target dates completion dates etc so that's a great thing to do that's October 6th through 8th Um, it's a phenomenal weekend. I mean, people just rave about it and they can find that on my website, which is be the architect of your life.com.
0: Wonderful. Karen, thank you again so much for joining us today. It's been an honor to have you on the show and speak with you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Thank you again for joining the Rise of You podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseupfew.com, and take full advantage of the free resources and benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes webinars and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus, a free startup guide, the six pillars to a prosperous life, that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So, again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally, and we need your help to do that. So, please help us spread the word. the message share our content share what rise up for you is about and help us help you and other women around the world thank you again for joining us rise up for you be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow